Hey everyone, Felice Gerwitz here. Guess what? We are celebrating our fourth birthday. That's right. At the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, we are celebrating year four. And what does that mean? That means we've been bringing you free podcasts for four years. We have enjoyed being your go-to place for homeschool podcasts that you can know and trust. All of our podcasters work very hard to bring you weekly broadcasts that will bless you and your family as we come alongside each one of you. Homeschooling is very important to all of us. And you, our listeners, are extremely important, and we want you to enjoy our birthday celebration. That's right, for our fourth year, we are giving away some amazing prizes. In order to always stay up to date with all of the information going on at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, I urge you to subscribe. How do you do that? Glad you asked. Go to ultimatehomeschoolradionetwork.com and look for the sign-up box. There you will find up-to-date information coming to your inbox once a week, and you'll never miss another freebie again. God bless, take care, and thank you for making us your go-to network for homeschooling podcasts for four years. Welcome to the College Prep Genius Radio Show, where we can answer all your questions about getting college for free. Today, your host is Jean Burke, the author of College Prep Genius, The No-Brainer Way to SAT Success, and you can find her at collegeprepgenius.com. And I'm the moderator, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome. and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with another episode of College Prep Genius. And today we're going to talk about a, a method that you can use to get a college loan. I'm going to let Jean explain it more because it's all um, alphabet soup to me. Uh, so on the line with me is Jean Burke. And Jean is the creator of College Prep Genius. And it is an amazing uh, college program uh, for taking uh, SATs and even ACTs. And uh, I want to give a big shout out uh, to Jean because uh, just based on um, just even just looking at the SAT scores uh, that my son had, uh, there's a, co- a couple of colleges that are looking at him to play sports, and both are $55,000 a year, uh, which are both choker amounts to just think about. And uh, one college um, has offered him almost. Um, to do the math here, $35,000 without anything else added to it, just right off the bat, and the other one um, more than uh, 30. So, um, you know, it's still quite a bit of a loan out there, but uh, that's why I'm interested in hearing this episode today, but also he hasn't started the application process or looked at any other um, additional scholarships that they could possibly give. So when people say that SAT scores are not important, they are. Um, in combination, you know, with GPA, they do look at that. Um, he has some dual enrolled credits, so he already has some college credits, and I think that's why uh, they're holding weight. Um, and he's also getting all kinds of emails and in 
um, in the mail type of things, Jean, uh, from colleges that are um, academically advanced colleges that also have baseball programs, and they're inviting him to come and, and try out at showcases. So uh, they find out, you know, somehow about your your good academic standing, um, and so they they find you and they start sending you this, these offers. So it's kind of nice. Well, great. Well, I am excited today to talk about the FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A, which does equal free money. And, you know, the thing is, I remember with my kids, I, I know we made so many mistakes. Some of the things I'm going to talk about today, we probably did. Um, so hopefully I can help you not make those. Good. Uh, and this is, a, yeah, this is our October reminder because we, if you have a rising senior right now, this is really crucial for you to pay attention to. Uh, you know, we're talking about the upcoming October SAT, PSAT, even ACT coming up this month. Um, but this strictly, if you've got a senior, this is going to apply to you right now. If you have students younger, then you need to listen, take notes, hear it again, uh, so that the next year or the year after when you start getting to this point, um, that you don't make the mistakes and that you, uh, you know, follow you know, information that, that I learned along the way. So FAFSA, the FAFSA stands for Free Application for Federal Student Aid. Uh, and so this is a form that uh, current and prospective college students generally submit to the government each year to determine their eligibility for student financial aid as well as their family's expect, expected financial contribution for their education. Now, one of the things you have to keep in mind is that it's not a one-time thing. So when every year you reapply for the FAFSA, it doesn't take the t same time it does the first time around, um, but you have to do it every year. And then if your child's going to go on to, let's say, law school or grad school or some kind of post-graduation, post-graduate school, um, then you're still going to have to continue, you know, filling out the FAFSA each year. And, and everybody does. You know, everybody needs to fill it out. Even, even, even if your child already has a full scholarship somewhere, um, you still have to do it. So, so keep that in mind. Now, one of the things is keep in mind that the name FAFSA is Federal Student Aid, which means the student fills it out, not the parent. And I think this is where a lot, lot, lot of people go wrong. Um, there, now, there is a parent section. It's, it's color-coded, and, and parents can help the student. But because in most cases, and I'm going to say I think about 90% of people fill out the FAFSA wrong, and in, in many cases it's a parent filling out, they make some huge mistakes and they lose eligibility uh, uh, for scholarship money or, save, uh, you know, entering anything in like their savings and that sort of thing. Um, so I know it can be overwhelming um, to fill out the FAFSA, but it's worth the time to carefully read it and do it right. It could mean, you know, in some cases I've seen twenty or 30000 more per year when, you, when someone caught a mistake or they, they fixed something. So um, keep that in mind. Now, this is need-based in grants, discounts, and entitlements. Now, need-based does not mean needy. It doesn't mean you're poor, you're destitute. The word need just represents how much you should be able to uh, pay for college. Um, now, this, again, like I said, this doesn't affect any merit-based scholarships um, that your child may have received, So, um, but you still have to fill it, fill it out anyways. 
But here is the biggest mistake, and that is not being prepared for the FAFSA. Uh, this is a great way to lose out on funding, which you would have qualified for. Um, but if you if you make mistakes and you've submitted it, you know, it almost takes an army to somehow go in there and undo everything. And, and it, we'll talk about that in a moment. But so keep in mind, this is something not to rush at all. I think a lot of times first thing parents do is they go onto the FAFSA site and they click start new FAFSA and they just jump right in and start doing it. And more than likely they're going to make 80 to 90% of families are going to make some big mistakes. Now, there are a lot of, a lot of questions. And if you're not prepared for these questions and you have to constantly save it and come back or it times out, it's, it's going to be very, very frustrating. So there's a lot of things that you can do not only to prepare correctly, but also you know, bring that time down from 45 minutes or so to an hour at the most that you have to spend when you fill out the actual one. So pay close attention. Do not, do not, do not just start filling out the FAFSA. You'll make mistakes that I made, what most people make, okay? You can actually download the FAFSA PDF and that they have on their website and download it, print it out, go through it, fill it out, double check it, make sure it's correct, talk with people uh, who know about it, but um, to make sure you haven't made mistakes. And then when you actually go in and fill out the actual FAFSA, um, you know, you'll have all your information right there. Now, um, both parents are going to need a FAFSA ID. So that's something that you just go online and you can just click on it. Used to have a, used to have to have a PIN number and now it's an ID. Some states, depending on what, which one you live in, may require you to also fill out another form. Um, but you can send the FAFSA to 10 different schools right off the bat, and there's a way to even send more. Uh, but know that there, you, you have 10. So if you have 10 in mind, you know, you, you, know, you kind of want to have that information down. So now here, here's the key. For those of you who have seniors right now, since we're doing an October reminder, the first day that you can fill out the FAFSA is October one of your student's senior year. So here's the hint. Fill it out October 1. What happens is most families wait for months, and, by the, and, and then they start filling it out, and by that time, all the free money is gone. They just changed this under uh, President Obama. It used to be in April. Um, uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. It used to be in January, and most people would wait till April because they would wait for their income tax. Uh, again, huge mistake, no money, you know, they generally didn't receive any money. Uh, so October 1, that's why we're doing this October reminder, uh, for those of you who have seniors right now, that you can start gathering these things now uh, before that, that time, and you'll be ready on that day. Now, um, this is really interesting because when it changed over to October 1, um, they changed the whole criterion for, for income tax. So now you're going to be required to use – now, we're in 2017. You're going to be required to use your 2015 tax information. So that's called prior, prior. So it's your prior, prior income tax, So which means that you're, it's basically you're behind by the two years. Uh, so that means if for some reason in the last two years there has been a huge decrease in your income from 2015, um, then, of course, there's some other things that you'll need to do and contact the colleges to make an addendum and all of that. Okay, so keep keep that in mind. Now, you know, how does it benefit you? Well, since you've already filled out your 2015 taxes, you'll be able 
to transfer that information over to the FS FAFSA right away, and you won't have to update it like you had to in the olden days when, when if you filled it out in January, you had to later come back and edit it, edit your, your tax information. Now, again, keep in mind, and I want to stress this, at least probably somewhere around 80 to 90% of families will fill out the FAFSA wrong. It's going to cause some kickbacks, uh, delays, uh, you know, if you've got missing information, it's also going to lower the amount of money that you're going to receive. So, uh, again, so, so important. Don't just jump right in there and start the FAFSA. You know, prepare so that you get the most possible money. Now, every student needing to go to college will need to apply for the FAFSA to see how much free money you can actually get. Now, again, keep in mind, this doesn't mean you're poor. That's, that's a myth, and we'll talk about the myth in a moment, but um, everyone fills it out. And, of course, the early state is October 1. So it is a first-come, first-serve kind of thing. So definitely apply early. Uh, the website, and this is really important, is FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A, dot E-D, dot G-O-V. Um, again, beware of websites that want to charge you to do the FAFSA. The, the, the very first S stands for free, free application. So that's a red flag. And, I, you know, I've even heard other speakers say that they charge families to do the FAFSA. And I'm thinking, wow, it's, it's completely free. Be very careful. People out there, you know, want to take you for money. And just, just be very, very cautious. So the FAFSA opens up these doors to scholarships, grants, financial aid, uh, you know, just being prepared. Because, like I said, it takes somewhere around an hour if you've got it all down. You're going to need some information from your income tax, the, the prior prior. Um, you're going to need information like Social Security numbers and W-2 forms, uh, income tax returns, um, parents or the student, you know, if they're dependent, bank statements and that sort of thing. So for those of you who do not have a senior, let's say you have a junior or even younger, my recommendation is about a year before the FAFSA, before they're a senior, um, you want to really kind of get an idea of where you're at. So you can do what's called the FAFSA forecaster um, to see what assets may count against you. Um, this does allow you to make some adjustments to lower your EFC, your estimated family contribution, but you can set up the ID number anytime. So in the, in the website, I've got a long uh, website link to do that. Um, so instead of going through that and giving you, you know, missing something, you can just put FAFSA ID number and they'll take you to it. Uh, but again, you know, really important to start early. So I, I do want to give you, uh, before we go to break, I want to give you three FAFSA mistakes um, that actually um, can cost you money. And first one is too little, too much is the second one, and too late is the third one, okay? So I've given you the name of the three mistakes, and so uh, when we get back from break, I will actually tell you what that means. Okay, that's great. Okay, we'll be back in just a minute. With College Prep Genius, free college can happen to you. That's right. It's never too early to start thinking about test prep to secure your future. Imagine getting free tuition, room, and board, free grad school, and more. 
based on your SAT score. College Prep Genius is the key to free. This award-winning, nationally featured program teaches students the logic behind the SAT. You'll learn to answer every question in 30 seconds. Raise your score as much as 600 points and go to the college of your dreams for free. Visit collegeprepgenius.com to know more. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. This is Felice Gerwitz and Jean Burke. And Jean is telling us about a place you can go uh, for free application for student uh, federal student aid, and this is episode 61. You can find the show notes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast. And before break, uh, you were telling us about um, some mistakes. So you're going to start with too little. Too little. Too little. One of the things that, I, that is a big mistake that a lot of families do is they they often forget to include other students that they have, other children that they have, who are in college or maybe they're in private schools. And by leaving out that information, it, again, is going to show that you either make too much money or you have more money to give. So very, very important to, uh, you know, take inventory of what's going on if you have other kids and you are paying for private school. That actually will work to your benefit when it comes to the FAFSA. Um, too much. I think, again, this is where when you have – the student aid, it, it is meant for the student to fill out. So what happens is parents tend to fill them out for their kids. And most students, uh, parents, will actually include their home equity as part of assets, which, of course, again, keep in mind, it's for the student. And I would say somewhere around 99% of colleges do not require your home equity and when you do that, now, again, what you've done is you could very easily have lost out on thousands of dollars um, because it appears that you are worth more than you really are, and you're just a student. And then, of course, um, like I touched on a little bit earlier, uh, too late. You know, most, most people wait several months uh, after the, the original October 1 deadline, and it really is on a first-come, first-served base, first basis. And so by then – you know, all the free money is usually gone. So for, for those with seniors right now, um, you, you've got, a, you know, a, a bit of time. Uh, it, it may be, seem overwhelming, but it really is worth it when, you know, you can get the kind of money that's available to your student that you can qualify for if you take the time to actually, you know, do some of the things that we're talking about here so you will be ready on October 1. Families can also apply for non-federal financial aid from colleges and scholarship programs called uh, the CSS Profile. And um, you can find out more about that on the College Board website. Uh, again, a very long uh, URL here, uh, but if you go to the College Board website and you just put in CSS Financial Aid Profile, um, that uh, will take you to that information. Um, that's especially important for students who apply to an early acceptance college. And uh, so, so keep that in mind. So, you know, you may do both of those. Uh, it's also really a good idea to keep limited funds in your banking or savings account as a student, um, uh, since this can be counted against monies, you know, awarded to you. So, again, that's why for if you, those of you who have younger students uh, that are not seniors right now, it's an opportunity for you, you know, to do something else with that money. Uh, because students' assets can count against them. Uh, so, 
you know, make a game plan months before filling out your financial package. You know, you can spend, you know, spend your resources, transfer it to another family member. Um, one, one of the best things you can do, too, is you can get a precise estimate of your family's EFC uh, by, by going online just to Google and just put in what's called the EFC calculator. Uh, you know, again, that can be found at the College Board website, and that can also give you an idea of where you're at right now. You really want to plan ahead before you, um, you know, actually get to hitting that click, click on and start the FAFSA now. Because at that point, once you started and you start putting in information, then, it, you know, at that point it's almost too late when you have made some mistakes. So keep, keep that in mind. But just just filling out the EFC calculator uh, uh, is one way just right now to say, okay, where are we at? What, EFC, what does that even mean? Estimated family contribution. That is what a college says, hey, this is what we see that your family can contribute. Well, most people, when they get that EFC back, they say there's no way. I don't have that kind of money. How in the world do they think that I have that kind of money? And generally it's because you have, you know, made some mistakes that show that you are worth more than you really are or that your student is worth more um, than they really are. So the secret formula that colleges use uh, to indicate how much money, you know, that they're going to give you is called COA minus EFC equals need. And, of course, need is basically, you know, what your family can contribute. Cost of attendance minus your estimated family contribution is what your need is. And so the goal for families is to have a low EFC and a high COA, cost of attendance. And I think a lot of people don't know that the most expensive schools, uh, some of the more top-tier schools or even competitive schools, uh, have the most money to give. I think we often shy away from big price tags because we look at that and think, oh, well, there's just no way we can afford that kind of school, when in reality, those are the ones that have the huge endowment money. Those are the ones that have the most money to give out. And when we kind of think opposite and we look for a school that we can afford, we're in many cases, we are looking at schools that have the, le the least amount of money to give out. So, um, again, your goal is to have a low estimated family contribution, keeping everything very, very low, and a very high cost of attendance. Um, and, and, of course, you know, certainly to get into those um, competitive schools, you know, certainly you have to have the, certainly a, a good SAT score. And one of the things, too, is if you have a high SAT score, it can also mitigate a high EFC and a low GPA. So uh, keep that in mind. So if you couple a high SAT score and low income, that can yield free college to, you know, the top 25% of schools in our nation. So, again, preparing early and knowing these things can make a huge difference. And one of the things that's really interesting is there are several hundred, I think close to 400 colleges that will meet 80 to 100% of need. Um, so again, um, in my in my ebook called Fifteen Secrets to Free College, I have that whole list of those colleges. Uh, it's an ebook you can get on my at my website, or it comes free um, with my expanded or comprehensive e-course on how to ACSAT. Uh, so you know, asking schools when one of the main things too is when you're asking schools, you know, about the the money that they provide, you do 
want to make sure how much percentage of money do they give out for need-based and how much do they give out for merit-based. Um, and that can also help you make a decision when deciding whether to go to that school or not. I, it, it's like everything else, you know. When you prepare properly, then you won't be strapping your children with, you know, 20 years of college debt or, or you having to use some of your equity or your savings or your retirement uh, to help pay for college, um, giving your kids that advantage. And, you know, I, one of the things that I'm excited about now is, uh, you know, you know, our kids are, are not only our future, they're the leaders of tomorrow. And, you know, a lot of people are opting out of not doing college. A lot of people are telling them not to go to college. Uh, I'm thinking the opposite in the sense that that who are going to be the lawyers and the doctors and the engineers and the teachers of tomorrow? If not our children, then who is it going to be? If we have a value values that are traditional values that we believe in honesty and integrity and, you know, right from wrong, and we're not blurring the lines that are gray. You know, those those are, you know, what we are, as parents are teaching our kids, and those are the ones that we want to be in leadership positions, not the opposite. And so, and certainly not everybody is designed to go to college. I, I do know that. Um, but if your student is college-bound, has great aspirations, or uh, has a degree that does require, um, I mean, a, a, a career that does require a degree, um, then it, it's it's something that you definitely want to put in the forefront, not only of college, but maybe even going to some colleges that you didn't even think about and that are available, you know, just by making sure that when it comes to the FAFSA, when it comes to your test scores, that you're on top of it. And, of course, as my battle cry always is, is start early on these things, you know, incorporate test prep in the younger grades, uh, if possible, to give your, your children the advantage and the, the edge to really work on them and raise them um, to get the high scores and um, to get some amazing scholarship money. And certainly for the FAFSA, you know, being aware of the mistakes, being aware that uh, there's, um, you know, little tricks out there that could trip you up and cause you not to get the, the most, you know, most money available. Very good, very good. And you're going to do another podcast because we are out of time about important FAFSA tips. So that is going to be coming up, and that will be on episode 62. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jean. I really appreciate your time, and I look forward to hearing more about um, how kids can use this information to do with you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, thanks so much for listening to the College Prep Genius Radio Show. You can find more episodes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast or listen on iTunes, on your favorite podcast app, on your phone, on your computer, or on the go. Remember, visit collegeprepgenius.com for more information and we'll see you soon.